This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Sunday, September 24, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Former president and current presidential hopeful Donald Trump would like to leave Congress behind when it comes to weapons transfers in the administration he hopes to staff in 2025. And the Heritage Foundation's Agenda 2025 in many ways leaves military restraint behind. Cato's Jordan Cohen discusses some of the elements of the plan. I think it's well understood that in Washington, think tanks often provide a bench for future administrations, for congressional staff, for people who want to uh, have a more direct impact on policy. And of course, uh, the Heritage Foundation has been around for a long time as a uh, longstanding conservative institution. And when it comes to foreign policy, uh, you know, they've had significant influence over the years in uh, from the Reagan administration on. What are they proposing for the next administration? Who is likely to listen to them, which is to say Republican? Yeah. So the Heritage Foundation Project 2025 is both kind of this attempt to ostensibly staff a future Republican administration or in the White House and to lay out what policy visions look like. So when it comes to foreign policy, while admirable to create a consistent Republican Party foreign policy that up until this point has not really existed and it just changes administration to administration and presidential candidate to presidential candidate. So it's admirable admirable that they are trying to do that. However, part of the policies they're recommending are not necessarily restrained and they are very much kind of in the peace through strength ideology. Um, And that means increasing tensions with China, um, not decreasing defense spending, and things that at the Cato Institute we've long opposed. I can remember years ago attending an event in Washington, uh, attended uh, where the main speaker was a Republican congressman. And uh, one of the questions was raised, hey, what about auditing the Pentagon? What about allowing uh, these various uh, branches within the Pentagon to sort of eat each other's lunch, as as they say? That is to say, we don't need three F-35s, that sort of thing. And he took that to mean that the people in the room wanted, the, or the questioner wanted to, quote, hollow out the military. And of course, that's that's quite a big diff- quite a big difference between sort of basic fiscal management and uh, hollowing out the military. But what you know, what are the broad strokes, if you can draw them, that uh, the heritage is trying to create here um, for a future administration? Yeah. So I mean, it's funny you bring up the auditing point because just this year we saw the Biden administration had a multi billion dollar accounting error with weapons it was sending to Ukraine. Unfortunately, not only do does the Heritage Report seem to suggest a lack of future auditing, it doesn't try to do that, but it does want to increase military spending in a few different ways. So way number one is countering China. And that's kind of a vague, broad statement, and they want to do that in every way possible. So that means increasing military spending on weapons, increasing the weapons you're sending to Taiwan and other countries in East and Southeast Asia to, quote unquote, counter China. 
It also means reducing restrictions on the ability to transfer weapons. So they want to get rid of different kind of holding periods between when the president agrees to a sale and when that sale goes through. There's also this kind of view on Ukraine, which heritage is definitely more restrained than the neoconservatives would have been in years past. But they still are very much concerned with countering Russia. And while that may not necessarily mean sending U.S. military into Ukraine, it does mean not getting rid of military spending in Europe and increasing the presence in Europe. Donald Trump is running for president again uh, for a third time. And one of the things that he has outlined uh, is a essentially a reduction in Congress's role with respect to foreign arms sales. Now, th- of course, this is this is a purse string issue. It's a foreign policy issue. It's a U.S. security issue. It's hard to imagine, at least from my perspective, that the Congress should not play a critical role in deciding where weapons go uh, from, uh, the United States. Yeah. So when Donald Trump came into office in 2016, 2017, one of the things he outlined very early on was that arms sales for the Trump administration were simply economic. And that meant having to override Congress on certain things like sales to Saudi Arabia and removing control from the state department without a congressional vote on the matter. Similar to the heritage project 2025 report, it, it it seems like they want to get rid of a hold period where Congress could talk to the State Department about the sale before the sale gets notified to Congress, which would avoid any issues like security issues before a sale gets announced. The Trump team tried to remove that. The Heritage 2025 report wants to remove that. And that seems like something that if the Republicans take office will very quickly change. So it, this seems to be one of those things where it, the letter behind the person who was in the White House uh, in many ways determines whether or not the party, th- those parties in Congress support or oppose uh, this, this particular policy. This is an area that you've done a lot of work in. And uh, help me understand, is there, is there any consistency within Congress when it comes to opposing uh, arms sales, maybe by members of their own party in the White House? Yeah. So the short answer is no. And the long answer is that uh, arms sales, like a lot of foreign policy issues, tend to be divided less along partisan lines and more on policy coalition lines. And so right now with the Biden administration, there are going to be some Democrats that will never oppose a Biden administration arms sale just because Biden's a Democrat and is president. We saw similar things with Republicans under the Trump administration. But there is kind of this weird coalition right now of people on the far left, like Ilhan Omar and Sarah Jacobs, and then kind of some of these new Republican congresspersons like J.D. Vance, like Matt Gates, uh, and some older ones like Rand Paul, and depending on the day, Kevin McCarthy, that are concerned about the president's unlimited ability to transfer weapons to any country they desire at any point. So the the key moment right now is Ukraine, right? And you have a lot of Republicans that are trying to audit the Pentagon when it comes to Ukraine. And, and ideally, as somebody that thinks that's important and smart, I would hope that continues no matter who's president in 2025. I, I am skeptical that if the Republicans win, these same Republicans will be 
trying to audit the Pentagon sending of weapons to Ukraine. What is the consistent through line here in what uh, Heritage is proposing for foreign policy and uh, sort of military preparedness generally? Because if if in your area of expertise, arms sales, uh, weapons transfers, if they see a diminished role for Congress, uh, you know, this, this sort of flies in the face of where conservatives are elsewhere when it comes to the administrative state. That is that they would, they might, they would like to see uh, a sort of dim- diminishing of the administrative state. But when it comes to the Pentagon, well, uh, maybe not so much. Is there, is there a consistent through line that you can draw? Yeah. And I, I think the through line is actually a little bit scary because it, it, obviously libertarian Cato Institute. And I think the history of conservatism, we are concerned with administrative state and too much power from the president. It seems like the heritage report, because the design is what should a president's foreign policy be, is very much kind of increasing the power of this administrative state. And that goes for things like the purse string question, defense spending, right? If the argument is to increase defense spending, then you're not really, Congress isn't prioritizing. They're writing what is ostensibly a blank check for whatever the Pentagon wants. When it comes to something like Mexico, there's a lot of debate right now about having an AUMF for Mexico. In Ukraine, there's conversations about a supplemental defense budget that's going to be totally separate from the normal defense budget. And it seems like the Heritage Report, unfortunately, is very much okay with giving the decision-making power over these questions simply to the president. Jordan Cohen is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.